0: you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Romans chapter 12. The, the first few verses of this begin with what one commentator noted was, just basically be a good person, right? Love must be sincere. Don't be a phony. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, right? How many of you know that we have just a certain amount of time on this earth? How do you want to spend your time doing what is good or what is evil? Good. Okay, so we basics number one, check. Next verse, Paul goes on to say, "Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. So so not only do we need to do this basic, but we need to go a little bit above that. Honoring one another above ourselves. Look out for others needs. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? And, and so in order to do that, you've got to walk in somebody else's shoes. You've got to see life from their perspective. You honor them and, and you walk humbly. The next verse. <sighs> Never be lacking in zeal. Never be lacking in zeal. So, um, I was going to tell this later, but it works right now. Day one, Vacation Bible School last week, Monday morning. We started at 9. They had their opening. Tell the story, do some songs, introduce the first character, which was Cosmo, right? Cosmo, who said, when things get dark, you need to... We may need to put that up there so everybody can help out. So so um this little boy, I, I come in during songs, they've gone to their first station, and his group is staying in here to sing. And he's standing back there by the sound booth and he's going, <laughs> I mean he's about to hyperventilate. And I'm like, What's going on? And he just <laughs> You know, and so I said to the teacher, Do you need me to take him out? And she said, Please. So I took him out. And we sat out on that sofa over there. And I looked at him and I said, So so what's going on? And he just we, we started chasing all these little, you know, rabbit trails and balloons, and 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 the assistant director for our um, early learning for the day camp part, she came by and was just talking. We're both trying to find out kid melting down and uh, all this you know after 20 minutes of trying to just calm him down they're about to move to their next station he said it's just too much church <laughs> just too much church Anybody ever feel like it's just too much, whatever, whether you're at work or with family, or ever get to that, it's just too much.. Right. Anybody ever get tired? Burnt out? Hmm. there was an evangelist I worked with and he said, people get burned out on church work, but they never get burned out on God. I don't know many people who are like, please uh, put me on eight more committees. But I do know people who, when they have seen somebody set free in Christ, say, put me on eight more of those. Let me do that more. Let me pray for more people, please. When people have seen lives transformed, I have never had anybody, and I can say this from almost 30 years of over 30 years of ministry now. I've never had anybody say, I really don't want to see people's lives changed anymore. Stop it. Never had that. If you're feeling burnt out, you may want to take a, a pause and look and say, what am, I, am I doing the things that, that God is calling me to do? Am I immersing myself in the work that the Holy Spirit equipped me to do, or am I just going through the motions? Am I trying to be too churchy? Or am I trying to follow Jesus? Because sometimes it can just be just too much church. Next verse. Be joyful in hope. Seems like that'd be pretty pretty easy to be joyful in, right? Put it this way. How many of y'all heard about Supreme Court this last week? Um, for for those who are, are African American, Asian American, Hispanic American brothers and sisters, um, the Wednesday decisions were not welcomed. For the LGBTQ community, the Thursday decisions were not welcomed. If you are hoping if, if you don't know what's going on, then we sit in a point of privilege which demonstrates the need for what the laws had been. So I suggest you look it up if you don't know and reach out to people and let them know you love them. When, when your right to exist is threatened, when your um, ability to be is denied you can still hope that one day it'll be okay but it's hard to be joyful in the midst of that does that make sense Do you see what I'm saying? He says, be joyful in hope. And that seems like a, well duh, everybody's joyful in hope. No, when you are sitting there in the midst of hoping that you are not dead, it is hard to be joyful. But Paul says, be joyful in hope because what is the source of your hope? Your hope isn't in the Supreme Court, somebody say amen. Your hope isn't in the government, your hope is not in Democrats, I'm gonna get an amen from some people. Your hope is not in Republicans, I'm gonna get an amen from somebody else. Your hope is in who? Thank you. Your hope, my dear friends, is not in the Star-Spangled Banner. Where is it? I'll give you a hint. You just ate with him. And because you can be joyful in that hope, it is more easy, easily attained to be patient in affliction. How many of you affliction, what's affliction mean? Trials, trouble. How many of you have been afflicted? And I'm not just saying you had to wait on hold for the Comcast representative to talk to you. It's hard to be patient in affliction if your hope isn't in Christ. But if your hope is in the one who said, I'm going to die and I'm going to live again, and when I do, I will be with you always. I will prepare a place for you, and all that you go through will build for the kingdom of God, and the world will become better because you've been here, and I will make it happen. If your hope is in that one, it's easier to be patient, right? How many of you have seen your kids struggle or suffer? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard, and it is hard to be patient in that affliction, but you need to be faithful in the prayer. Oh, God, please fulfill my hope. Help me be patient, and let me trust in you. Let me trust in you. I don't know that I'm ever going to get to the sermon. We're just going to keep going. It'll be okay. I know you prepared a lot of slides. and I love you, Jake, for it can't guarantee we're going to get to them. We do love you, Jake. Next verse. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Mm. Who are the Lord's people? Everybody. So share with people who are in need. Practice hospitality. What is hospitality? It's a cold cup of water for somebody who's thirsty. It's a... It's a welcoming embrace for somebody who's lonely. It's even sometimes conflict. When something doesn't go right and you try to work through it, practice hospitality. Next verse. Uh, We struggle with this as Americans, don't we? Somebody comes against us. What do we do? We practice the 11th commandment. Oh, come on. You know the 11th commandment, right? Do unto others before they do unto you. You don't know that one? You don't watch the right movies. Sorry. When when somebody persecutes us, um I loved that uh, call to worship. I just told Jake, I texted him right after it. We need to use this in second service because that was amazing. Um, you know, when, when somebody does this, when somebody persecutes us, our first response is to protest them or punch them in the nose. Bless and do not curse. I talked about that last week. So if you missed that, feel free to go listen to why it's important to bless and how you bless and what that looks like. But when we're persecuted, we, especially we in America, have a don't tread on me mentality. And we serve a savior who invites us to walk with him. Right? Right? Follow Jesus. Before you're invited to worship Jesus, you were invited to follow him. (laughs) And he didn't punch them in the nose or protest them. He let them tread on him. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Seems like it would be easy to do. How many of you have been in a good mood and been with somebody who's struggling and it's hard to meet them? How many of you have been struggling and been with somebody who's, who's thing, everything's going well? We, when, when Bex got into Purdue, some of their friends didn't get into their college of choice. And, and we were rejoicing while they were mourning. Purdue's hard to get into if you didn't know that. They had 80,000 applicants this last year. They don't have 80,000 openings. Some people, more than half, will be told, I'm sorry, there's not a place. More than 70%, 75, will be told there's not a place. You receive healing, somebody else doesn't. Is that because God liked you better? No. Do we rejoice in the healing? Of course. Do we grieve with those who are walking through the valley of, if not the shadow of death, the valley of death is coming? Yeah. This is not easy stuff. Is the world better because you do it, though? Yeah. Verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud. Anybody struggle with this? How many of you as kids had siblings? Yeah. How easy is it to live at peace with one another? Never mind, don't answer that. How easy was it to get along with your siblings? Eh. Some of you may have had an easier time than others. My my brother and my sister and I got along most of the time, but we had our fights, right? Part of the secret of living in harmony is to recognize that other people have good ideas too. Don't be proud. Don't be conceited. Your idea may not be the only idea or the best idea, right? 17, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everybody. Again, it's hard. Verse 18, this is... We've already talked about this. Live at peace with everyone as far as it is up to you. This recognizes that you can try, but there are other people who may not make that possible. Right? You can try. There are other people who may not make that possible. Which then we go back to the how do we bless those who persecute us? Right? See how this all works together. 19. Don't take revenge. We are people who would like to revenge, to avenge, right? We want to get back at those who do harm. Justice, we call it. But it's a certain form of justice. It's retributive justice instead of restorative justice. And Christ has restored us and not condemned us. And if we are to be the kind of people who, like Cosmo said, shine Jesus' light, then we need to be the kind of people who are willing to not repay evil for evil, but to do good to those who persecute us. This is hard and it is not the American way, but we are called first to follow Jesus. You are citizens of the kingdom of heaven before you are citizens of the country America. If we are to be the people God has called us to be, We need to grow up. There were behaviors as our nation that were appropriate in our infancy. Just like your kids, when they grow up, right Tara? They they do different things at different ages. And when they were a baby, they just laid there and everybody went, oh. When they are teenagers, if they just lay there, you will not go. Tell me I'm wrong. As a country, America, we founded ourselves in revolt, in war for independence. Maybe we can grow up and become a people who have said we want to be a people of peace instead of violence. What would happen if we chose to do that? If we chose to take seriously This passage, people say all the time, we're a Christian nation, and I disagree with that. We had some Christian principles founding us. But if we want to grow up into what it means to be a Christian nation, this is the hard work we do. And guess who God has called to lead that hard work? Look at somebody near you. Say, he's talking about you. As we come to a time of prayer. Ah, This is not easy. As a a people, we have been founded on, on some very firm principles in this nation. And some of those resonate very much with following Jesus. Some of them don't. It's hard, but it is worth it to walk with Jesus and to invite our nation to walk alongside as we continue to open our arms more and more to love all of God's children. That's our call. That's our call. As we come to the time of prayer, where do you need to shine Jesus' light with the kids from this last week? Into whose life do you need to be more freely a follower of Jesus? Into what institution do you need to be more loving, even if that means writing letters and saying, I disagree with you, but I love you. Who in your world needs the light of Christ.